Hi, I'm Steve French. And I'm Paul Whitehouse. And we are the Random Movie Men, and this is our Random Movie Men podcast. The rules of the podcast are quite simple. We pick the film at random. We don't talk about the film up to the point of uh, sitting down to record it. And it has to be a movie that neither of us has seen before. Yeah, so, uh, so this episode, episode three, we're going to be talking about the 2017 Jordan Peele film Get Out, um, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Alison Williams, Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener. Um, so we'll have a quick sort of synopsis of what the film's about, um, some initial thoughts and bits and pieces around the film, what we liked, what we don't like, etc. We'll try and steer clear of any um, spoilers for as long as we can, although with this film it's pretty difficult, but we'll, we'll talk around some bits and then we'll have a spoiler klaxon and a wooga sound that we then uh, we'll talk about spoilers after that and then we'll sort of bring it all together at the end and talk about maybe some performances what we liked key scenes those kinds of things and then we'll um, see what we're going to do next the other thing that we'll do is we'll look at our six degrees of separation from um uh, our last film which was all is lost the robert redford vehicle to get out so do you want to start off with a brief synopsis i will do yeah so uh, get out as we said was from 2017 main character in the film is a guy called chris washington who is a photographer and uh, he is invited by his girlfriend who's called rose armitage to go and spend some time at her family home with her parents uh, he's a little worried because he's a, a black guy and uh, she's white and he's a bit worried about how they will take to her having a black boyfriend. But she uh, basically reassures him and uh, says, it's all okay, don't worry, they're not racist and uh, kind of puts his mind at rest. So they uh, they travel to the family home and uh, he meets her parents and uh, everything is going swimmingly. But he soon starts to have a slight sense of unease and uh, is a little unsure of as to everything that's going on and um, things kind of build from there. And I guess in terms of synopsis, I don't want to say too much more about it than that, really. Yeah, there's, it, I went into this film completely blind. I didn't want to know anything about I didn't read the back of the the. Blu-ray box, you know, and I'd, I'd, and I'd managed, apart from one minor point, which, as it turns out, is quite a large part of the film, but if you only hear one word, it, it doesn't really mean anything. So I knew one little thing, but otherwise, I didn't know anything, and I was really pleased that I did that. I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah, no, I'm, I was exactly the same. Went in completely blind. So, yeah, and I mean, actually, I think what we've said so far in terms of synopsis doesn't give anything away. No, no, it's the first few uh, minutes, really. That's the first few minutes, yeah. I think, you know, if you do want to watch it with an open mind and, and very little idea, go and do it now. In fact, don't wait for the spoiler klaxon, just yeah, go yeah, now. just go now. And then come back later. Um, but if you don't mind sort of knowing a little bit more, stick with us. So my, my first impression of this film, Get Out, um, is... Initially, I I really like it. I think it's a really, really good film. And I watched it a little over a week ago now. And um, more and more of it keeps coming back to me. And I keep... It plays on me a little bit. And then I remember little extras. And yeah. uh, and I do... I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it again. Because I'm sure there are loads and loads of little things that 
even the first five, 10 minutes that you just don't see and maybe not remember until maybe a repeat viewing. It's quite light at the beginning, like light-hearted and, and the main character, uh, Chris, is kind of, he's apprehensive, but she's very much, she tells him, doesn't she, straight away, oh, um, you know, my dad is going to say things like, oh, I would have voted for Obama a third time around if I could. And when she's saying all those things, it made me laugh. But then when he meets up with the family first time and all those things actually happen, then, it, you know, you get that kind of callback laugh as well. And it is quite lighthearted. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I, I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the performances in it. I enjoyed, I thought it was an incredibly well put together film. And, uh, and yeah, it starts off with that tone of it could have gone two ways. You know that that after that first sort of ten minutes, it almost could have gone into sort of a, a sort of a, a family drama type. Yeah, yeah, kind of a, a film. Yeah, it's it's almost a sort of a it's classically a horror opening in that kind of like everything's hunky dory. Yeah, and as the film progresses, yeah, it becomes that little bit more strange, but a little bit of an overbearing sort of tension yeah. within the film kind of builds. So in that sense, it's kind of very classic horror, but I never felt like it was dated or no. was treading over no. on ground or anything really. I thought it was really clever like that. I, I read that one of the influences was the Stepford Wives and you yeah, can kind can of see, see that, that yeah. kind of setting up that picture of uh, small town American life kind of thing. Yeah, and, one of my favourite parts is the was the initial tour that the father gives to Chris. So and you know they come in and he you know within seconds he's cracking jokes and saying oh let's do the tour kind of thing without even settling in and also like getting him away from his from his girlfriend yeah uh, from the daughter and then but when they're then walking around the house and then in the garden and stuff you've got all these you know these jokes coming out but then also they see they've got a maid who happens to be black as well and then they go into the gardens and they've got a gardener who's a black guy and then he's making jokes about i know what it looks like yeah white family hiring black people to do the menial kind of jobs yeah and um but then it's that kind of oh oh, yeah but we keep they're here because they used to look after my parents and that's why we you know we like to have them you know have them around they're like part of the family as opposed to people who are um, paid help so all of that build up and that's when it starts to kind of get creepy I, I just thought that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I, I, in a lot of those early scenes, the soundtrack plays a really crucial part in all that because it is absolutely creepy as hell, some of the music that's just going on while this stuff's happening. And it, it's got that kind of... It gives a sort of sense of doom almost, like yeah. a slight foreboding kind of soundtrack in the background, which reminded me of some of like the classic horror films it's the halloween scene playing in halloween or it's some of the background music in like the wicker man things like that yeah um it, that's really effectively done it lets you know that something's yeah. gonna go on here from there it kind of the tension and everything keeps building because you've got you then have that kind of first dinner 
So because that scene is pretty much next, they're all sat around yeah. having dinner. It's the first yeah. time, just the family, and then the son, yeah, who is just a bit, well, more than a bit weird, almost like I don't know, really strangely delusional in a way. Kind of almost like a challenge of masculinity. It's yeah. that like locking horns with another young male kind of a yeah, thing. and they have that quite an intense kind of conversation. Yeah. And um, yeah. and from and then from that point, you're just like, this guy needs needs to get out. Yeah, he needs to be not where he, where is, he is because yeah. there's definitely something sinister happening, even though we're not we don't know what it is yet. Because actually, I mean, moving on from that a little bit without giving too much away, there's there's a couple of scenes with the family. There's then there's a, a sort of a large garden party with yeah. lots and lots of guests, and within all of this. There are no very clear sort of threats to him. There's nothing said or sort of done particularly, apart from one scene that we're not going to talk about until later, where, you know, feel there's real threats made to him. Yeah. But as the viewer, you you know that this isn't good. Yeah, and I think you've got, with that, the foreboding also comes from the family of, always pushing upon him some sort of inferiority. So you've got the the initial part where um, the father's walking around and he's talking about his grandfather being this great runner who, um, you know, yeah. ran in the 1936 Olympics, which is, you know, a whole load yeah. of weird. And then the mother sort of scolding him for being a smoker the brother with the masculinity thing at the dinner yeah. table so there's all these yeah. these pronged attacks of him being this you know of him being yeah. weaker than yeah. they are because of certain characteristics that he has yeah. which aren't necessarily because he's black but you always feel like they are but they don't openly no. say no and, and actually in one scene there's quite a lot of focus on his strength and his his good qualities mm. as well. Um, well but the again party. the garden party, but again, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. If you're listening to this and thinking they're being pretty vague here, you know, they're sort of wishy washing around stuff, it's because it's so difficult to talk about that initial sort of first half of the film without yeah. without giving too much away. Yeah, because there's so much setup and the film is richer for not knowing anything. What I really like as well about this this film is the main character, Daniel Kaluuya. He, I've not seen him in anything before. No, well, he's he's not been in... Well, he's been in bits and pieces, but he's never kind of had a, a big starring role, I don't yeah. think, like this. And he currently. was just great. His relationship with the daughter is good, is really good. I think they, yeah. they sort of act off each other really well. Yeah, they do. And the way she is very sort of calm, he's always a bit nervous. But yeah. it's not just because he's nervous, because he's a black man going to their house. Yeah. It's also because, you know, their new girlfriend and boyfriend yeah. and he wants to make a good impression on, you know, the father and yeah. the mother, kind of, you know. And in the, all his nerves and worry of everything, she's his real ally in all of this. Yeah. She's, she's the one who's there close, yeah. like you say, the calm voice, yeah. just reassuring him and, and helping him through it all. And then the other relationship that he has, which is brilliant, is with his, like, best mate. 
who he owns, he's on the phone to. Yeah. So his best friend is a TSA agent. Yeah. Um, which is sort of airport security. Yeah. And whenever he rings him, the guy's always just slacking off at work. Yeah. And um, and then they they'll have a conversation. Yeah. And it's very kind of. I don't know, it's just, it was very jovial. They're obviously really good friends. And, um, like, they have a conversation while they're driving on the way. Yeah. And the guy's just like, what are you doing? Don't go there. It's yeah. just for the white people. Yeah. That character, um, the best friend character, is kind of like that living embodiment of the viewer's voice. Yeah, it? he is, yeah, he's, completely. He's the guy in the film who's saying what you as a viewer are totally saying to the main character. Yeah. What the hell are you doing going yeah. there? Just get out. <laughs> yeah, just go home. Um, you know, turn the car around. Just, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's brilliant. So I thought he's fantastic. And then the other character, the, the actor that I really like is the father, Bradley Whitford, because he's just insanely creepy from the outset. It's just really, really sinister. Even when he's like <laughs> smiling and just, yeah. doing, just doing the tour of the house. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he's only... And he's nothing but friendly. But I was still really creeped out by him. Almost in a... You could lift that character straight out and put him into a comedy and you'd laugh. In this film, you creeped out. But if the same character was doing things, almost a bit like um, De Niro in Meet the Fockers. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You could almost lift the character and put him into another film with comedic stuff going on about Yeah, I suppose that's the soundtrack playing on you and stuff like that. A, a little it's bit, It's all those yeah. other things, yeah. those other bit frames of reference that are telling you, be yeah. creeped out by this guy, yeah. don't think he's funny. Okay, so um, I guess that's our initial thoughts. Let's hold off spoiler klaxon just yet, yeah. although we probably are going to have it slightly earlier in this, in yeah, this podcast than others. Do we want to say anything about kind of any themes or, or other films it reminded us of yeah so we... in terms of themes there's obviously this the the racial that racial overtone of the whole film yeah um the you know it's very kind of up to now america you know how america is currently how you yeah. feel america is currently what we see on the news and all those things yeah um in terms of what it reminded me of i couldn't think of anything where i thought oh well that's definitely like that but the tone of the film, it reminded me of things like um, Rosemary's Baby. I don't know if you've seen Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, again, director cited that as an influence, I think, yeah. on this. Which is, you know, I saw that a few years ago and that was really freaky. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, I didn't know whether it, it was a bit sort of Suspiria. Oh, I, yeah, I sort of see what you're getting at. But Suspiria's, I mean, I, I watched that more than 10 years ago so i can't really remember it in the sense of it's somebody in an alien environment yeah and they're kind of you know unsure of really what's going on in the background yeah then there is that yeah that sort of a link and then the only other one was phil and nick winding reffin film called the neon demon right which um, i saw a couple of years ago and it's Again, it's more about the tone. I mean, the Neo Demon's really arty and really kind of very kind of high concept kind of stuff. And, yeah. You know, lots of colour and, and, you know, very minimalistic yeah. in a way. So it's not the same in that sense, but just the over, you know, the overbearingness of it mm. and 
unsure about what's going to happen. Yeah. And then the ending of Neon Demon is properly just, you know, really messed up. So that's not exactly the same, but there is that kind of over this doom that's always over it. Yeah. And I like Neon Demon. It's, it's, it's not, it wouldn't be for everyone. That's kind of what it reminded me of. What about yeah. you? I kept thinking of the Wicker Man in the sense of, you know, this character who's been drawn into this environment where he doesn't know anybody and he's kind of trying to work out what's going on, mm. you know, and, and he's trying to deal with the people around him and, and, and survive in that environment, yeah. I guess. Um, survive in the sense, I guess, of this in terms of just getting over his worries and his anxieties about the situation. Yeah. Um, in that sense, it's slightly different to The Wicker Man. But for me, that was the one that kept coming into my head. So, yeah, it has a feel of old-school horrors. Yeah, yeah, it does. And that's and Ro- Rosemary's Vapor is the big one for me because right. it was, it's really that facade of normality yeah. sitting in front yeah. of something that you just can't, can't get out. Which, get again, to. Wicker Man is exactly that, yeah. isn't it? Okay, right, so... Um, Let's just hold off the spider klaxon for a couple more minutes and just throw in... I don't think we've done this before, but I wrote down a few sort of facts and bits and pieces. All right, go on then. And you might have some yourself. I've got a couple. But apparently this was the best rated film on Rotten Tomatoes in 2017. Uh, It won Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars. It was nominated for Best Picture. Other horror films... Nominated for Best Oscar. Um, Which one's Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs was. Misery? No. 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 At The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jaws, The Sixth Sense, and uh, Black Swan. Yeah, Jaws isn't a horror film, though. Tagline for this. Do you know the tagline? If only it was Get Out again. It's not, no. It's um, just because you're invited doesn't mean you're welcome. Oh, I quite like that. That's good, that, isn't it? The other thing that really interested me about it is that it's a Blumhouse production. It is, yeah. And the, and I really like the Blumhouse production company. Yeah. I think what they do is really, really good. Yeah. And the way they go about what films they make is really impressive because you've got, you know, these are the people behind the Insidious lot and yeah. the Purge lot. Yeah. Um, the other big one, the big was Paranormal Activities. There's about four or five of them or whatever yeah. it is. So they're there, like big money earners. They're the ones with all the big jump scares and fill cinemas, all the rest of it. And yeah. they make loads because they make them for next to nothing. And yeah. They make loads of money on them. Yeah. And then with that money, they make they make. Other films like this, yeah. like Get Out, they made yeah. Blash. Yeah. They made Split, the M Night Shyamalan, yeah. however you yeah. pronounce yeah. his name. Yeah. And the next, the, the next one, Glass, next year they're producing. Right. And uh, another film called The Gift. I don't know if you've seen The Gift. That's a proper creepy film. Is that the one with the couple who received the yeah, box? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who's in it now. Oh, it's. Um, well, anyway. Yeah, it'll yeah. come back to us. So, but, so they make these really interesting films, like, um, I've not seen Whiplash, but apparently it's very, very good. So, yeah. they, so they made this, they made Whiplash, you know, they get these, you know, critically acclaimed, I mean, Whiplash was up for oh, yeah, six different yeah. Oscars and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and Split did pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
and but they also then churn out these other kind of jump scary horror films yeah. that help them fund the rest of it and I think that's really great I yeah. mean it's a really good kind of model to to make good films absolutely and um, with this this director Jordan Peele he's got another film due out with yeah. next year apparently called Us yeah. and it's it's uh, tagged as a, a social horror thriller yeah which so, I suppose this which fits with this yeah. yeah right do we need to do this six degrees of separation? Well, you do. Well, I do. I so mean, the... for me, I'd, be, I'd probably have to go down the Catherine Keener route if I could remember stuff that Catherine Keener yeah. is in. But... Well, I, I struggle, and I, I do confess, I didn't cheat in the sense that... So you cheated? <laughs> no, I didn't cheat in the sense that I had to look up who, who was in what film. Right. But... One of the guys in Get Out, I yeah. recognised immediately, but I just don't know his name. Right. And I've since looked up his name so I could Was it the brother? It. No, it's the blind guy. Ah, right, okay. See, I recognised the brother. I recognised the brother, but I couldn't tell you what no. else he was in. No, I couldn't. Anyway, so my name is, so, Robert Redford, who was in Always Lost, oh, yeah. was in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid with Paul Newman. Correct. Paul Newman was in The Colour of Money with Tom Cruise. Right, so that's two, two steps, yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller. Yeah. And Ben Stiller was, with, was in Dodgeball with Stephen Root. Right. And Stephen Root is in Get Out. He plays the, the blind guy. He right. plays the, um, in Dodgeball, he's on the, the goodies side. Yeah. And he's the whipped guy. The guy whose wife is, you know, he's got a Thai wife and whatever. Right. So that's and I recognise him straight away. I just didn't know he was called Stephen Root. Right. Okay. Well, that's pretty good then. Yeah. That's that's four steps. I think. It is four steps. But since then, I thought, oh well, well, I will. I'll look on the. I'll see if I can find a quicker route. Yeah. And um, Richard Hurd, who's in Gow, I couldn't tell you who plays. Right. He's one of the garden party guests. Yes. Yeah. Um, was in All the President's Men with, with Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. <laughs> well, there we go. So that's our short one step. Yeah, one step um, there, but there's no way I was getting out, mate. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that we uh, we can't do any more without. We've got to spoil a klaxon. Yeah. So um, this is the point then where we are going to start talking about spoilers and generally giving the game away. So um, if you really don't want to know any of the uh, any of the stuff that you really don't want to know, go and watch the film and then come back and. Uh, Press play again and uh, listen to the rest of the the podcast. You're listening to the Random Movie Men podcast. Done right. The uh, so the big thing then hypnotism. Hypnotism. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a random word in there. So that hypnotism. is that is the word that I'd heard. Okay. About this film. Right. But with but in no context. Right. And when uh, um, Daniel Kalula's character arrives, Chris arrives at the house, almost immediately finds out that the mother is a psychotherapist and she's into hypnosis and has made people quit smoking before, helped people quit smoking before and, and other things. So, and she immediately offers him this route out of this, this yeah. like, if you want, I'll put you under hypnosis and then we'll um, and yeah. we'll make sure you don't want a cigarette ever again. Yeah. 
And he so, declines the offer. And he yeah, he does. He just says, no, I'm not having any of that because I don't want anyone messing around my head. And yeah. actually, I quite like smoking because not only is it cool, but it yeah. makes you look hard as well. Yeah. He doesn't say that. So no. anyway, so he, uh, and it, and it isn't. Are we condoning smoking? <laughs> no, we're not. So uh, he, he says he, he's not into that, so he doesn't want anything to do with that. And then um, not long into the film, he's having a really unsettled night. Yeah. He can't get to sleep. Yeah. And so he gets up and he goes outside for a cigarette. And while he's outside having a cigarette, there's a really, really freaky bit where the gardener... Well, can we, can we just backtrack yeah, 60 on, seconds? Because yeah. this is my favourite scene in the film. Okay, go on then. So he gets up and he, he creeps down the stairs... And then he's sort of moving through the house. And then there's the one genuine jump scare in the film. Yeah. Where he's sort of looking towards the camera kind of direction. And there's the hall of the building behind him. Yeah. And suddenly the maid walks across in the background. And there's a a little stab of noise on the soundtrack. Yeah. I genuinely jumped. I physically jumped. (laughs) And... um, uh, I got laughed at for jumping, <laughs> but he, I, I jumped. That's the one genuine jump scare in the film, I think. Yeah. So he makes his way outside, and he's actually then watching her through the window. In yeah, he is. Yeah. She's in the kitchen, and because she's inside looking at the window, she's looking. Yeah, at she's her looking at her reflection. reflection, and she's doing her hair. And he's outside looking in at her, and watching. it looks like she could see him, but she. But isn't. she can't. Yeah. And then he. He hears a noise or something, I can't remember. He has his cigarette, he turns around and he sees the gardener just running straight at him. Straight for him, yeah. Absolutely straight for him. And I found this bit, I really like this bit. And, but when he first, when he first comes run to, towards him, my, my initial reaction was, well, that's, I don't know if it's filmed in such a way, but I thought it's almost like he's looking at himself and running towards himself. Right. Um, but it isn't, it's just a gardener. And then when he comes right close to him and then he sort of turns... He turns off at the last turns second. Turns off at the last second and goes, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, I thought that was really good. And then there's a call back to that later, there which is. I think is really, really clever. Yeah. And then he walks back into the house and he's a bit shaken. Yeah. And the mother is sat in her like office area yeah. where yeah. she does her psychotherapy and says... Come in, sit down, sit down, have a cup of tea. Yeah. And then she doesn't mention it, but she hypnotises him yeah. using the cup, a tea cup. Yeah, and just stroking the spoon yeah, down yeah, the edge of the cup. Down like yeah, that. yeah. And, the, and the noise of it, yeah. which is really important later on, yeah. the noise of the, 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 the clinking of the spoon against the tea cup. So when he's hypnotised, he kind of goes within himself yeah and almost sort of floats down into a void yeah which I thought was really clever that he's kind of looking back out of it, the real yeah. world yeah yeah and um, you know and he's locked into himself he can't do anything yeah and it's called the sunken place yeah I think she says that to him doesn't she something yeah. about going to the sunken going place going to the sunken place or something yeah and then he wakes up in bed. And he's in bed. Yeah. And he doesn't want to smoke anymore. No. Um, so that's the kind of the first hint. And that happens reasonably early in the film. I mean, they talk yeah. about hypnotism from the start. Yeah. But that's like, okay, you know something really wrong is going on now. Yeah. He's been hypnotised against his wish. We don't know what's happened apart from no. 
he just maybe assumes he's just been cured of yeah. or and as far as we swing. know yeah he could be he could have just been there yeah. he just doesn't need to smoke anymore and then we move into garden party and stuff like that yes so the garden party scene then is uh, the family arranged this garden party all these guests start arriving in big fancy cars um, he's obviously walking around with his girlfriend uh, Rose yeah. and being introduced to all the guests who are kind of making a slightly unusual sort of a fuss of him. Yeah, uh, in and this sense, is where they're sort of looking at him and saying, oh, look how athletic look how strong you are. He is. Yeah, look how yeah. athletic he is and all that kind of stuff. And then this is where um, the blind guy comes along yeah. and he kind of says... Oh, oh! I know you're you. The photographer. You're the photographer. Yeah. You know, I've heard of you, and I, you know, I've heard that you've got a really good eye, which is just again. But but when he meets him, I was kind of like, oh, I'm with you, yeah. Because you're not judging him because of his color, because you don't know he's a black guy. He's portrayed as a, a kind of a good guy in all of this. He is, yeah, yeah. So he's given this kind of like. And he, he's, he's an ally rather than yeah. one of the, the weird guests. But then, obviously, later in the film, changes hugely. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and, the, and then this is, I mean, we, it's all been a bit creepy and a bit weird and there's been some odd goings on. Yeah. And then this is the bit of the film where he starts just to really... Feel something's not right. Yeah, because while... He says, I want to get out of this party for a little while. So he goes yeah. for a little walk down by the lake. And his girlfriend, Rose, comes to meet him there. Yeah. And then while they're talking about them saying, actually, I'd like to leave. I think I want to get out yeah. of here. I'm, you know, I want, to, yeah. I want to go back. We'll make our excuses. You, yeah. know, you know, the dog needs to go to the vets or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll make our excuses and we'll go. Yeah. And interspersed with that is this weird ritual that the, yeah. the parents are doing with the guests. And let just remind me then, so do we get this ritual before we get the scene with the, the only other black guest at the garden party. Yeah. The one who's married to the older white woman. You meet him first. No, you meet him we before meet him the ritual. First, and you then meet we him, have the ritual. And then you have yeah. the ritual. So the ritual... Is essentially an auction. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's an auction or is it more of a someone gets chosen. No, I'm sure there's a bidding process taking oh, right. place. I'm fairly certain there was a bidding right. process taking so, place. So, so they, so basically, they're bidding for for him. And but and you there's, still there's a, there's a big like framed photo of him. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. which is crazy. And then, and but you're still not really sure what is going on. No. So you, you, there's still that in the background, but yeah. And I think that that part of the film is really well done because you've got like part of the conversation, part of the bidding process, and it goes yeah. backwards and yeah. forwards, backwards and forwards, and the and the the, yeah. the music behind it is kind of builds a little bit yeah. and makes it a bit sort of you know freakier and then it culminates to yeah we're gonna go and congratulations yeah blind man you've won the auction so now so they, and at this point of course there's a slight because we've been with him all the way up to this point not knowing what's going on yeah you know we're we're learning things as he learns them yeah at this point we as the viewer learn what's happening in the background slightly 
yeah. what all these people are there for and the, the kind of what, what the motivation of the parents yeah. is almost a little bit to kind of auction him off but he doesn't become aware of this yeah he is he's separate to this it's one of the few points in the film i guess where we actually separate from chris yeah you do yeah um to yeah you're someone. with him almost all the way yeah up to this point yeah so yeah they they come back to the the house they decide to announce right we're gonna go we're gonna leave he goes upstairs to pack yeah and at this point, he discovers the box. Yeah. So this bit, apart from the initial tour, which yeah. I really liked, yeah. this was my other favourite bit. Yeah. This is a brilliant scene. So he's in the room and he finds this small box of photographs. In a kind of like a, a little cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. And as he's flicking through them, he sees pictures of his girlfriend with yeah. a various array of black people. Yeah. Both men and women. Yeah who it is clear that she's brought all these people back to the house at some point and then you and you also see the other guests yeah and from the party and you see the maid yes and the gardener, and the gardener. yeah and so suddenly it's like what on what's earth going on these three people she's got a picture of them posing together like whether it's on the yeah. beach or wherever it may be yeah. Yeah. but they clearly you know they she's befriended these people yeah and then so he then properly like freaks out but kind of he sort he freaks out but doesn't sort of particularly no but he still thinks he, that she's with him he still thinks that yeah he's like oh we need to get out still yeah which sort of did you not yeah, think that? Did you I not thought think that. If you suddenly saw a picture of your girlfriend with all these other people who now seem to be yeah. either a maid or a gardener or a, a sort of a submissive partner to an older white woman, you might question, Yeah, is she really with me? Is she really supporting <laughs> me? Yeah, this? and he also has that bit where he's rung his mate, CSA agent, and said... Do you remember this guy? Yeah. I'm sure I've just I've seen just him. seen him. He went missing. And so, and this is the guy who, the submissive black guy yeah. who's with a much older woman at the, at at the garden the, party. That's right. Who's suddenly yeah. dressed in like a, you know, a boater and waistcoat and, you know, very yeah. differently dressed to you, how you'd imagine. And um, he... I suppose what I was going to say is, you know, would you actually at that point have gone, right, I need to ask some questions here. You know, what what on earth is going on? What are all these photos? Yeah. But I kind of let it slide because I thought, well, maybe he's just thinking, get out of here. Yeah. Don't rock the boat. Just, just get, get in the car yeah, and get drive in the car. out of yeah. it. And I think that's what it is. It's just yeah. that yeah. keep her on your side yeah. and just say, right, yeah, we need to do this. And, yeah. You know, and then as they're getting towards the, the door and he's looking for his car key. Yeah. And he's, he's saying, where's the keys? Where's the keys? Where's the keys? Where's the keys? And yeah. he's getting a little bit more yeah. frantic. There's an edge to his voice. And she's still saying that. They're here somewhere. I'm looking. I'm yeah, looking. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. And then the family closing around him. Yeah. And then she's like, what? These keys? And, and I think she says something like, you know I can't give you these, don't you, yeah. Chris? Or something along those yeah. lines. And at that point, well, that's it then. Well, yeah. yeah and that's it. He is then the family have got him yeah. and immediately the mother puts him back under oh. 
and egos and that's yeah. it. So yeah, and I just thought it's such a really, really again it's it's got a classic horror feel about it. Yeah. But at the same time I didn't think oh we're just treading over some um, of the old ground. It no. felt really fresh. Yeah. So And I think you're right, that build up from the point of the garden party where we see that there's something sinister that the, the family are up to up to the point of the family being around him and his girlfriend suddenly revealing that actually I'm not yeah, really she's not, in I'm against plan. you and him being put under that whatever it is 20 minutes maybe mm. I don't know is just your hand you know whatever yeah, you're yeah. holding the arm of the sofa or whatever yeah. it just tightens and tightens right up to that point yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of him being put under yeah so he then wakes up in a room um, tied to a chair, yeah, which is kind of on the on the cover yeah. of the DVD, yeah, and um, and then he has people coming in and speaking to him about various bits and pieces, but they basically show him a video, yeah, of you know this groundbreaking surgery that the grandfather kind of got into, yeah, about being able to take part of somebody's brain yeah. and implant it into somebody else yeah. um, so that they could continue living. And then you just know, you know, from that point, you're just like, well, that's yeah. what he's there for then. Yeah. You know, he's been auctioned to the, to the blind guy so that this blind guy can go into his body and yeah. live his life but yeah. and be able to see. Oh, yeah, and that's it because the blind, the blind guy, is, you know, he's heard of him, but he's like an art dealer or something, isn't he? He is. And um, he even when they meet, he talks through the process of, I know that you're is good because I sit and I get somebody to, to tell describe me it, it yeah. to me in detail and then we get a little bit of explanation as well as to the mum has obviously brought her her side of things into this as well yeah like the hypnotism and the surgery together yeah creates this perfect package yeah for okay well you know if we can abduct and, and hypnotize these yeah. black people we can allow white people to pay a lot of money to yeah to have this surgery and, and continue living so from there you've got the while he's sat there he's obviously trying to think of okay what how can he get out and all the rest of it and um and he realizes soon that it's the the thing that's getting him under the hypnosis every time is the teacup yeah. the sound of it so he wakes up there's another scene where they're talking to each other. Yeah. She does the teacup and he falls back asleep or seemingly falls back asleep. And then you discover that he's picked yeah. some of the wadding out of the chair and managed to stuff it into his ears so yeah. that he doesn't hear and he's just pretended to go under. Yeah. So that when he's then being prepped for surgery... Which the, the father who performs the surgery has like a... His own, uh, his own operating theatre the in the house. Yeah. In the base. Oh, in the basement, which early in the film they say, oh yeah, we don't go down there. There's um, some sort of damp down there. We, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. go in the basement of the yeah. house. Yeah. And that's probably like, again, he's like, well, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Why would I not, you know, why would you yeah. even say that? So yeah, so he's, he's obviously, <clears throat> he's tied up 
they they keep putting him under and, and kind of getting him ready for this surgery. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we see the the dad preparing for surgery with the uh, the operating tables, the two tables next to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the son comes to collect him. Yeah, to take him to surgery. Take him to surgery, and so he unties him. Yeah, and he gets him up, yeah. and then suddenly Chris uh, wakes up yeah. and he bashes him over the head. Yeah. Um, gets him good yeah. and then proceeds to go through the house yeah fighting his way out fighting his way out and killing people and yeah. just making sure he can get out and uh, and I really like you know that you know that's very it's very you know it's exciting it's really well done the way yeah. he's trying, kind of he's fighting his way out of the house and and then the both the maid and the gardener are both trying to stop him as well, aren't yeah. they? And um, but there's that point where he is it. He, he gets his phone and he shines a light into their eye. Yeah. Well, this is the this is this is the bit earlier on, isn't it? The um, somebody takes a photo at the garden party, and the black guest. Yeah. Who is obviously previously gone through this process yeah the flash actually flips him out of yeah the hypnosis the hypnosis and, second and this new identity back into his old identity and yeah. he, he runs at Chris and I think he actually says to him get out yeah he does get yeah. out uh, before they then kind of quickly drag him away and yeah. the mum goes and, and sort of puts him back under yeah but yeah I mean I think the bit you're thinking about is Probably after he's actually got out of the yeah, house, has, yeah, onto the road, yeah, yeah, and the and one of the 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 girlfriend and the gardener, yeah, go after him, don't they? Yeah, and yeah. he managed to shine a light to stop the gardener from yeah. actually from preventing him from leaving. So, I mean, I, I think you know that that again that process of him waking up to getting out onto the road, trying to make his escape again, he's probably only. I don't know, is it 10 minutes? Oh, yeah, it's pretty Something quick. like that. And he, he, he sort of works his way through trying to get past each of the characters in the family t- to get away. Yeah. While this is going on, of course, his friend who's... Yeah, the TSA the, the agent. TSA agent has been trying to convince the, the police... Yeah, the local authorities. Look, you know, my, my, my friend's been kidnapped by these white guys and they're they're doing stuff to him you've got to believe yeah he's gonna be a sex slave he's gonna be a sex slave and all this kind of stuff and they're just laughing at him yeah so he he doesn't really know if this helps coming from the outside world or not so eventually yeah he he gets out onto the road trying to get away the girlfriend comes after him with the gardener yeah and as you say he manages to the gardener actually kind of pins him down i think yeah he is yeah he's he's sort of seriously trying to kill him yeah but he manages to get his phone out and activate the flash which yeah. has the impact on the gardener of actually flipping him out of this sort of hyp- yeah. hypnotised state do we need to say what happens next I don't know no I don't think so but uh, but the, should we the leave thing... one spoiler yeah yeah <laughs> but what I did really but what I did find really interesting is that kind of the realisation that the maid is really the grandmother in the yes. maid's body. Yeah. And the gardener is the grandfather, the grandfather. in the, the, gar- yeah. the gardener's body. Yeah. And then there's the co- and then those little callbacks of, well, the gardener's running yeah. because 
he was an Olympic he was a runner. runner. Yeah. You know, back in the day. And yeah. so he was doing his training. Because the gardener says, I'm sorry, you just caught me doing my training. And it's like, and kind of all of those pieces start to fill in. Fit together. And yeah. I thought that was really, really clever. And uh, and I'm sure there's more of those which I've completely missed. Yeah. And uh, and that's why I like this film so much because there are little gems in it which you just like fit back. Yeah. And when you think back, you're, oh, that's why they said yeah. this. That's why they did yeah. that. The whole, you know, 1936 Hitler Olympics thing is yeah. just a, a brilliant conceit for the film. So I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've told you my favourite scene, which is the one where he gets up in the night and it yeah. sort of leads up to him meeting the mother and her hypnotising him. What was your favourite? I think it's that initial tour of the house. Is it? Yeah. With the dad. And yeah. Just walking in there. Because it's just that, that set-up of creepiness versus yeah. comedy, which just uh, I really liked. Yeah. It felt really uncomfortable as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, my, I think, my favourite part. Uh, favourite performance? Um, the father, Bradley Whit- yeah. Whitford, I think yeah. is my favourite uh, performer. Because that, that same thing, that just like, it's just really creepy. Yeah. And I've um, and I've since seen him in um, The Handmaid's Tale. Ah, He's in the last right. two episodes of the, the second series, which right. I've just watched. And he plays an incredibly creepy guy in that as well. So, right. Okay. Yeah, he's your go-to creepy guy at the yeah. moment, I reckon. Uh, I, I mean, I re- I really liked. I thought the guy uh, Daniel Kalia yeah, who played nice. Chris was just brilliant in it. Yeah, he I mean, is really really good. Because you 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 are with him all the time, like we said, pretty much. So mm. he he has to. If you don't believe him, you don't you yeah. don't believe the film, do you? You know, and he carries it really. Um, I thought he was really good. Yeah, he um, is. And the guy who plays his friend, who's called Lil Ray Howery. Yeah. Um, uh, the character's called Rob Williams. Um, he provides those little comic interludes that just sort of lighten the tone slightly here and there. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really good as well. Uh, apparently he had lived most of his stuff. Oh, right. So... Yeah, he he was really good. He's very funny. I was trying to think what else I'd seen him him in as well, but I couldn't think what it was. No, but um, no. he was definitely someone who I recognised. Right. Um. So I watched this on Blu-ray, so it's definitely available on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's definitely available on Blu-ray, and um, you can also rent it on Amazon Prime. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not free. To watch, I say free to watch on Netflix, you have to pay for Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not available for, no. for free on, you know, other paid kind of apps at the moment. Yeah. As far as I can tell. But then, you know, it only it's only out for, you know, 12, 15 months. And it yeah. was one of the big films from last year. So it yeah. won't be available, I wouldn't have thought, for, for a little while. But you can rent it on, you know, I'd imagine you'd be able to rent it on Sky Store and stuff like that as well. As, I would imagine you know, so, yeah. Just buy the DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, and um, the score, there's only, I think, only use of about three songs in the film. Right. Um, but the rest of the music in the score was done by a guy called Michael Abels. Right. Who, um, apparently, this was his first film score. Oh, right. So he, uh, he did a good job with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is pretty much Get Out. Yeah, that covers it. Um, I don't think there's an awful lot more we need to say about it, really. 
So, um, for more information about uh, the podcast, you could go to uh, randommoviemen.wordpress.com and uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, the Random Movie Men podcast page. We can, which is kind of getting slow, slow updates. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, really, it is just a Facebook page for promoting yeah, yeah. the podcasts. So, um, we just try to keep you updated on there yeah. in terms of... Uh, when the podcasts become available yeah. to stream and give you an idea of what we're doing next yeah. when we're going to record, that kind of thing. Similar thing on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at, at Random Movie Men, and that's all one word. And we um, again, I just put a few updates on what we're doing, where you can find the podcast, when we're going to be recording, what we're going to be watching next. We, you can obviously you found this podcast, but we also it's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast Republic. Tune in if if there's a place you listen to your podcast normally that you're not getting, then let us know, and I can try and get us get it available on those podcast providers. Um, some of them I'm not able. Well, we're not able to because um, it costs money. We're not no. paying. We're going to try and get it onto Spotify and a couple of other places, um, but a lot of these things take, just take a bit of time. Yeah, and um, just to say, obviously, in all of those places, people will be able to access our previous two podcasts uh, where we talked about Midnight Special and All Is Lost. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to those, go and have a um, listen. And uh, one thing that I said that I would do is, uh, I know there was a, a listener of the show... A guy, uh, a friend of mine, Callum Douglas, he'd be pleased to get a little shout-out. Oh, we're doing shout-outs now, are we? Shout-out for Dougie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dougie, just don't expect this every time, Dougie. No, no, this is a one and only This is, this is the one and only shout-out. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. So our next episode will be the Studio Ghibli 1995 animation, Whisper of the Heart. Excellent. And so, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, all that remains to be said then is um, join us for the next podcast. We will get it online as soon as we can for you. Okay. Uh, In the meantime. Thanks for listening. And cheerio. Bye.